So that the conversation can be made accessible to others that are not able to join us physically today. I've gotten a few messages from some people that are not just able to be available tonight. Um, and so that's why we do this. And again, feel free to invite anyone to join us. You have the, the same details that brought you here. Feel free to share it with anyone that you think this platform can be a blessing to, both ahead of the meeting and even right now, if you think someone needs to be a part of this, feel free to do that by all means. Um, so in the last couple of sessions, we've been on this series, um, I will tag everyone is busy, but in actual fact, the series is um, based off of a material, um, a book written by John McComa that is titled The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry the ruthless elimination of hurry. Um, I've been exploring how to actually get the videos um, in a folder that can be accessible to us since most of us don't have access to the Right Now Media platform. Um, and I think I struck some positive gold mine on how that could be possible just some minutes before the meeting began. Um, so I would sort that out after the meeting. And if eventually I'm able to successfully do that, I would get the links across to us. Um, that said, the first week, what we basically did, did yeah, in two meetings ago was to diagnose the issue, to actually come to terms with the fact that maybe we are too busy for our own good. Um, and of course, thanks to the facilitator or the speaker in the resource we are using, he helped us all to, quote unquote, feel guilty as charged. Um, but last meeting, we then began to see, okay, having come to terms with the reality of the fact that yes, all of us are busy and that's not necessarily a bad thing, uh, but how can we be healthily busy and what can it look like to live a productive life and still be able to enjoy, you know, the calmness and serenity and the relaxedness that is found in Jesus. Uh, one of the things that stayed with me personally is that description of Jesus mentioned in the first week, that if you were to describe Jesus in one word, what would that be? And the author of the book said his mentor, when he was asked that same question, paused and think for a minute and said, relaxed. And indeed, how good will it be for each and every one of us to be able to be so described by others that we are relaxed, we are, yes, busy, but even in our busyness, we are still relaxed, still able to have the capacity to enjoy Jesus and enjoy the world around us. And so last meeting, we began to look at solitude and silence um, as one of the ways to begin to have this spiritual discipline of incorporating, you know, um, rest and, and calmness and creating space basically for God in our everyday life. Um, and we tie that to quiet time. We tie that to, I mean, all of us shared what that looks like or looked like in different phases of our journeys up until that point. And we're able to glean as such from one another. This week, we're moving on to yet another um recommendation from the author 
uh, in that regard. And it's tied to Sabbath, Sabbath. So what we're going to do is just again to take some 10 minutes out to watch the video. I'm hoping that it's going to play well, but otherwise I'm definitely sure that you'll be able to hear the audio anyways um, of the clip. And then we'll come back after that to discuss together um, on the subject that has been talked about. Um, let me just see if, if there's um, a question for us to think through before we jump into that. All right, okay, okay. Um, our opening question today would be to just reason together along the lines of what do you do to rest? If you want to rest, if you want to rest right now, like in your current life, what do you do to rest? Um, let's just, first of all, reason together along those lines before we watch the clip. Um, who wants to launch us forth in that? What do you do? to rest. I would call on Henry. A trick question. Okay, I'm not going. Yeah. I was asking if it's a trick question. Not a trick question. There is no right or wrong answer. This is just us. Um, this is just us trying to enjoy or get to familiarize ourselves with what we do going into this study. And then after the study, we can then pick up on key points from the study itself and talk about that. So yes, not a trick question. What do you do to rest? And if I may ask a second part to it would then be, if you had more time to rest, what would you do? <laughs> so I know I thought you asked because you wanted to contribute. Oh no, I was asking to be clear, but Dr. Henry can go on. Very good. Hey, so I'm um, guessing like when we talk about rest, it's basically like absence of whoever is keeping us busy. Yeah. And yeah. I think for me, it's just uh, do nothing. <laughs> uh, do nothing could be. So if I, I probably like sleep. <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would wait for sleep. Yeah, sleep, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I think for me, um, <clears throat> it could look like, uh, just like you rightly shared, uh, stopping to do whatever it is that is keeping you busy. Um, and so for me, it's two possibilities. It's either I'm relaxing to by watching a movie or something like that, or I actually just take a walk, like go and buy something or go out of the house or leave the area that is where the tension and the pressure is and walk away to somewhere else to be maybe closer to nature or whatever. Um, but yeah, find another assignment for myself in the name of going to shop for the family or whatever so that at least I can have some me time. Um, but if I had more time to rest, hmm. I don't know. I actually had a scenario like that just a couple of weeks back when at a point in time for the first time in, I can't remember, I found myself in the house alone. None of the kids were at home. My wife was not at home. 
I just felt like, what? This is so unusual, so surreal. Um, and I didn't know what to make of, of the moment. Of course, um, eventually time passed and, and life continued. But yes, um, movies or walking, taking a long walk to somewhere and, and back. Who again wants to share? What do you do to rest? I'll Dilo. share. Yeah, go on. I'll play video games. Ah, I like that. Or I'll just do nothing, like everyone else has said. Or I'll just sleep as well. Or watch videos on my phone. Nice. If I had more time, mm-hmm. I'll probably just get tired of resting. Then I'd go on to do other things. Makes sense. I think that would yeah. be Thank you. Thank you. I know we do want to share. I think I know yes. what you let me hear it from you. Um, <laughs> I'll listen to podcasts. <laughs> My subs- the ones I've subscribed to. How can that anyway, make you rest, like, though? It is, you don't understand, Kola. Sorry, but Kola is my husband, that's why. Yeah, it's will it's give me so much rest just listening to the people, to the same voices that, I'm, that I know. Yeah, I like that. I like listening to uh, Women's Hour on BBC. They just calm me down with their nonsense talk. It's just like listening to other people's drama when your own life drama is just on pause. So that, and another thing that I do to rest is I cycle. Just give me the bike and I'll go anywhere. And that makes sense. If I had more time to do all these things, I don't think I'll be able to listen to any more podcasts. So I'll just stick to, I'll just stick to my normal one. Yeah, that's, that's it for me. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Does any other person still want to share before we go to watch the clip yeah well for me i think that rest for me is just uh, moving outside a uh, job or a noisy place you know just if possible take a vacation to a quiet place maybe sit down and just enjoy the nature yeah you know look at the fly and uh, listen to the flow of the river or the stream and just have your cool Mm-hmm. But if the time took uh, should be an ample one, well, I can't say uh, to the time comes, but I don't <laughs> think I can I can take that for a long time because I'm always busy. So, but I think everyone should have a rest at every point of their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Interesting thoughts. Um, Annabelle says, or Honey says, she should lie down, not sleep, but she will lie down with music playing in the background, and sometimes. She tries to play an instrument. That's nice. <laughs> um, all right. I think I think we would go on now to just watch the clip in 10 minutes. Time. I think Lydia was going to say something. Oh, sorry. Thanks for spotting that. Lydia, please go for it. Yeah. Actually, I will just sleep. Because when I need rest, it's like my brain doesn't want to do anything anymore. So you just basically sleep or just find a quiet place without any noise or any. That's if the sleep is not going to come. I'd actually love to go to places where um, I see nature. But the truth is, in this area where I find myself, there's nothing like that. <laughs> so I just better sleep. All right. Thank you very much. Um, okay, so we'll go on to to watch the video and then we'll come back to discuss. As you're listening, just take note of anything that jumps out at you. Um, We'll come back to 
first and first and foremost discuss that like what what are your takeaways or what are the points that really resonate with you what do you find really difficult to practice from what is being shared so I'll share my screen and share the video and we'll get going from there all right Hey everyone, welcome to my home. Every Friday night, right before sundown, my family and I power off all of our devices. We circle up around this table, at least in the summer months, and we light a few candles, and we put out a meal, and we offer a prayer, and we enter into the best day of our week, the Sabbath. And every Sabbath, sometimes within an hour, other times not till halfway through or till the end, depending on how exhausted I am from the week before, it's like I feel something come alive again in my inner man, in this deep part of my soul. I just feel my soul breathe, inhale and exhale. I feel it kind of open up and expand with capacity of love for God and for neighbor. Beat down often from a week of labor and toil and sometimes just the pain and the suffering of life east of Eden, as Steinbeck called it. I feel this hope kind of rise up in my heart and fortify my spirit, my inner man, for the week ahead. This is by design from the mind of God, the Creator Himself. In the creation story in Genesis, we read this, chapter 2, verse 1, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all of their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and he made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Built into the rhythm of creation by the creator himself is a day, a day that is blessed in the language of the text and holy. And built into the human soul, into the fabric of what makes you you, is an ache for that day of Sabbath rest. Think about the images of advertising that come to us on the pages of magazines or in our Instagram feed. From bedding to glassware to furniture to pottery or food, almost all of them are images of Sabbath. The irony is the marketing departments of a furniture or a pottery or an appliance company know that you ache for Sabbath, that you ache for rest, but you don't have it. And they are tapping into our deep human restlessness. But the irony is to get this feeling, you don't need to pay $99 for a new terry cloth bathrobe or $69.99 for a new throw pillow for your bed. It's free. You just need to Sabbath. The word Sabbath is Shabbat in Hebrew, and there are four ways to translate it into English from which we get the four movements of Sabbath. Stop, rest, delight, and worship. A short word on each. First, we stop. The most literal translation of Shabbat is to stop, 
It's a verb. It is something you do. You Sabbath. You stop. Clearly, to stop working for a day, which is why the Sabbath, and this is very key for those of you that are new to it, is not the same thing as a day off. On a day off, you do all sorts of work. It's just work you don't get paid for. Around the house, you mow the lawn, you pay the bills, you run errands, whatever your thing is. We stop not just our paid work, but all work. We stop even thinking about working. But more, we stop worrying. We just let go of our anxiety. Finally, we stop even wanting. We stop buying and selling, which just fuels that inner discontent and that desire for more. And we stop and kind of take stock of what we have and practice gratitude. And in stopping for a full day each week, we fight against the hurry of our soul and our society. I love this from the writer Alan Fadling. The Sabbath is our antidote for our hurried, harried pace of life and gives us the unhurried one in seven rhythm woven into the fabric of creation. That seventh day is a space for us to enter into a needed recovery and perhaps go through the inevitable withdrawals from the hurry, drivenness, and workaholism that plagues so many of our lives, families, communities, and organizations. On the Sabbath, hurry becomes a vice, the exact opposite of our workaday world's way of making it a virtue. Sabbath is like a secret weapon in the war on hurry. Second, we rest. When used as a verb, Shabbat is normally translated rest, as in Genesis 2. God rested on the Sabbath day. This is soul-level, holistic rest. It's physical. Yes, we sleep and kind of lie on the couch and decompress, but it's also mental. We kind of set the hard work of problem solving aside. It's emotional. Abraham Heschel, the Jewish writer on the Sabbath, said in his book on it, it's a sin to be sad on the Sabbath day. It's a day to just kind of curate joy, spiritual rest even. In fact, Orthodox Jews, this is interesting, refuse to do any kind of intercessory prayer on the Sabbath. They pray, but not for other people or not asking God for things. Because as most of us know, that that kind of prayer feels kind of like work. I pray a lot on the Sabbath, but if you were to follow me around with like a hidden camera and watch me, my prayer would look a lot like, suspiciously like me sitting on the couch, drinking coffee and staring out the window in my bathrobe. I'm not wasting time, or if I am, I'm wasting time on God. I'm just resting in Him. Third, Sabbath can also be translated to delight. It's a kind of resting that is like a feast or a party, a, a celebration, a holiday or holy day. It's easy to think about the Sabbath in just the negative. It's about saying no to work or no to worry or no to want. It's about what we don't do. But really, it's more positive than anything. It's about creating space for saying yes to delight. After all, in Hebrew, God, quote, blessed the Sabbath day. The Hebrew word blessed there is barak, and it can also be translated happy. He made happy the holy day. The Sabbath is a blessed day. It's a happy day. One question that could give shape to the practice of Sabbath for you is very simple. It's this. What could I do for a 24-hour period that would bring me deep, soul-level, throbbing joy? Psychologists have a term for what all of us do when you save up a bunch of good experiences for one special day, like a birthday or an anniversary or a vacation. They call it, quote, pleasure stacking. We pleasure stack on the Sabbath. It's just like our 24-hour, every single week we do it, not once a year or once a quarter. 
Every week we have special foods that we only eat on the Sabbath. Uh, every Sabbath night we make homemade sourdough bread. It's the one night of the week we have dessert and then half the time the next morning I make pancakes. We do all sorts of just fun, special experiences that we look forward to all week long. Things that we don't have time for in the hurry and the hustle of day-to-day -day life. We just kind of pamper our soul. We feed it with beauty and goodness and truth. Our world is full of so much that is ugly, and our, our news feed all week long just makes a bad problem worse by kind of training our mind to focus on all the ugliness and all that has defaced the beauty of God. Sabbath is a way of retraining our mind and our imagination to delight in just how good our life actually is before God. I love what Marva Dawn writes about this. Observing the Sabbath gives us the opportunity to be as careful as we can to fill our lives with beauty and to share beauty with the world around us. As I spend the day reflecting on the character of God, I'm overwhelmed by His love for me. As I feast upon His goodness in all its beautiful forms, I realize more profoundly that I am a special part of His creation and designed especially for His purposes in a uniquely beautiful way. For many of us, you know, joy doesn't just come naturally to our personality. Richard Foster called joy a consciously chosen way of thinking and living. Sabbath is a day to curate joy. Finally, last, it is a day we worship. Not only is the day blessed in Genesis, but it's also holy, a Hebrew word meaning set apart for or dedicated to God. It's a holy day, not just a holiday. This is one of the many reasons that for most of you, Sunday is by far the best day to Sabbath. In fact, for not just hundreds of years, for thousands of years, Sabbath and Sunday for followers of Jesus were synonymous. Sabbath was a day of rest and it was the day of worship with our church. In American culture and only in the last few decades, really since the 1960s, have they been separated, but they were meant to go together. So, on the Sabbath, we stop, we rest, we delight, and we worship. If all of this sounds a bit like a pipe dream to you, if it sounds like another world to you, another life than the one you're living, that's because it kind of is. It is a portal to heaven on earth, a way of living in the kingdom of God with Jesus. On the Sabbath, we enter another world, we enter the life of the kingdom. And if this sounds unrealistic to you, if you're thinking, how could I set aside a whole day? You have no idea how busy I am. I can't even get eight hours sleep at night, much less a whole day to rest. Well, again, start where you're at, not where you feel or think that you should be. If where you're at is I can go to church Sunday morning and then maybe two or three hours after we can put away our phones and have kind of a leisurely lunch as a family or with some friends and just laugh and pray a little bit. Great, like start there, start with a meal, start with church and a meal. This is, you know, like so many of the practices of Jesus, a call not to do more, but to do less. Not to addition, but to subtraction. Not to add things onto your already over busy life, but to actually slow down and simplify around the way of Jesus. And if you do it, if you make space to rest in Jesus, you will find him there and you will find, in his own words, rest for your souls.
Okay, okay, okay. Um, that was short, um, but interesting. I don't know how we felt about what we heard. So I'm gonna, first of all, sample our thoughts and opinions uh, about that and maybe raise a couple of discussion points around some of the things that were shared. But first things first, what jumped out to you? How did you find it? Is it feasible? Is that realistic with your own world and context? And yeah, let's hear some thoughts. I know it looks like you want to say something. Yeah, I was going to say I found it insightful mm. and doable. Not the 24 hours doable, but then start where you are doable. <laughs> okay. Mm. Would you say you've been observing Sabbaths before, at least based on sort of this kind of a description? Yeah, I like the fact that it's garden it actually made me scared because it looks like it looks like a forest there. But then, <laughs> yes, because what, what he said about delighting yourself, you know what he said? Ah, there's a word, there's a phrase in you, something like deep something, something, deep, deep something joy. It, that is what I get when I am in my rest mode. Like it could be, it, like we know he, he said that we should do it while there's nothing else to do. Mm. But then in my reality, I might still need to wash the plate whilst I'm enjoying that deep soul delight and sure. things. Sure. Because <laughs> for real, like if you if you're with your, with your partner. How can the both of you enjoy Sabbath, a 24-hour Sabbath? It must be one person would go off for the other person to do. It's it's a lot of um rethinking. Like I can't just fix it, fit it in my head that it's possible for you to have the whole day for that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, for sharing. But I, I like the fact that you did admit that it's doable. And I think it's it starts with that mindset of this is doable. It's either you start with that mindset or that mindset is not there, and then indeed it's not doable. Um, Lydia, it looks like you want to say something. <laughs> okay, but what's your take about what you just saw or listened to? Sorry for putting you on the spot. Exactly. I was put on the spot. <laughs> On Sabbath day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, I was about saying it's not doable. But mm. hearing Sister Anu say it's doable, I'm like, oh my goodness, I dare not say it's not doable. Because <laughs> <laughs> for me, 24 yeah. hours, uh, well, anyways, I've not been practicing that. Mm. So, Yes, I haven't been, but um, to some extent, I think um, there are usually some hours on Sabbath day, which is our own Sunday now, that of course, I enjoy those times, especially when you come back from church, everywhere is quiet, there are no buses moving, it's like everybody's in a resting mood, so 
And many times, in fact, I think when, whenever we come back from church, that time in the afternoon, everybody's sleeping. So basically, it's kind of like rest, but it doesn't mean um, we don't do any other thing for mm-hmm. the rest of the day. Not at all, but to some extent, yes. That's that's beautiful and very realistic. <laughs> I could I could relate with you. I was going to ask when you when you were thinking maybe it's not doable. At least like now I get more context to what you were saying. But to take us all back to okay, so what happens on Sunday? By the way, this doesn't have to happen on a Sunday. In fact, what he is describing, I don't think happens on a Sunday because of course he's a pastor. Um, and so going to church is work day for pastors. Um, while I was in Bible school, the, the, the rhythm of the college was actually built such that Mondays became our Sabbath, was meant to be our Sabbath. That's when all the church staff, in fact, this, the church premises is closed. But of course, as a Nigerian that is just new in the UK, how will I be at home doing nothing on a Monday morning? So that's my day for volunteering at multiple places <laughs> to do some more work um, when I should be resting. And I would see messages of what my friends or my colleagues are doing. Sometimes they are so jobless, they will go to a graveside, a graveyard to play. And I'll be like, what, what, what in the world would you say you're doing in a graveyard? I just, okay. Um, Of course, I'm not saying anybody should go to a graveyard to Sabbath. Um, But I I think that it's, it's begins with that mindset of to be candid. We do need this interlude um, because God himself knows that we needed it and incorporated it into what was supposed to be the basis of our everyday life um, from scriptures anyways who wants to share again um what's your takeaway from the video the resource uh, that we just engaged with i don't want to call anybody's name volunteer yourself if nobody volunteers then yeah okay damala go on dylan will come yeah so really about the 24 thing i mean well of course where i'm at it's not doable basically maybe more like six hours of (laughs) four days more like that but anyways yeah i mean on sunday which of course is more like the sabbath because Mm -hmm. while in my school we don't have lectures on saturday also yeah sunday which is which should be the sabbath going to church coming back preoccupying myself with anything and everything (laughs) so it's like I mean I've clearly not been observing it and I think it's something that like the man said which I have to take note of start where you where you're at not where you want to be so while we want to get to that 24 we want to be able to do that 24 we know it's not rather if we think we just want to just set aside one 24 it's it's very hard for that for us to make that happen but yeah trying at least trying to set out maybe more time being intentional about it so i think the key word there is just intentionality we have to put to it so yeah i think mm-hmm. it's something yeah okay i would say overall i just tried to do a few hours any day of the week really because <laughs> i mean it should be a particular day i don't know that's another question i'm going to ask it's like uh-huh. doesn't this really only have to be sundays because the even days i'm freer there sometimes i'm even freer than on other days than even sunday so it's like does it necessarily have to be Sunday alone? 
obviously i mean the man makes the case for that both in the book and slightly in the video it doesn't have to be a sunday um it's your it's your weekly rhythm that spells this out on what that would look like the reason why sunday seems to be a favorite is because when you look at those four things i mean all of us rest relatively on a daily basis or maybe and at weekends but does our rest look like stop rest delight and worship i mean when you bring those four shades into what whatever you are calling sabbath looks like it changes the game because when i'm for instance binge watching a netflix series in the name of i'm resting and i don't want to think about work now watching am i doing that with the mindset that there is something of god to delight in this is this an opportunity for me to worship god at the same time while i'm doing this which is why we then um, have to think through some of these things but back to your question um, it can happen on any day of the week depending on what your reading looks like there might have been such an opening where you can just as well leverage on that to say these six hours on wednesdays or tuesdays or whatever um, i'm just going to reckon with that period as my sabbath and it won't just be that i want to stop and sleep um, but i want to be more intentional in actually seeking to connect with god in that moment whatever that looks like um, and incorporate that into a weekly practice I'm not there yet. I'm saying it now as though it's something um, just like practically all of us, I'm still aspiring towards that um, in, in, in that regard. Sunday is crazy busy for us as a family. And then we come back and sometimes we have a bit of that calmness if we're lucky. Other times there are still multiple meetings <laughs> within later in the evening um, or otherwise we get to record our podcast and for some of you that follow that, you see that we've not even had the time to do that in, a, in quite a while. Um, because at the end of the day, you're just so exhausted. You're like, no, no, this night I'm just going to sleep or, or something like that. So yes, um, but I think we need it. I know I need it. I'm trusting God for the grace to, to be able to define what that will contextually look like and, and stick with it. Any other person want to share um, on what what um, you're taking away from the video or what questions are coming up in your mind because of what you've watched and listened okay let me let me go for it okay can you hear me yeah we can hear you go on go for it all right so mine will probably be a question okay because what I, what 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 I what I've said I think from not to repeat what everyone has been saying, like mm-hmm. yes, before before close before you got to the end, where you, I say there's no way there's no way. Sorry, I, like let me just say in Nigeria, can you set out a day? Like you know, I just disappear somewhere for some few hours and ah, when there are many things like you know, <sighs> like there are bills to pay. There's family to deal with. There's a lot of work you are part of that you need to catch up on. But I think the, the central point is the fact that I love when he said Sabbath helps you to feel more alive. Like mm-hmm. it's more like when you are working, you are giving out, like you are being drained, or you are 
But when you sabbat, when you stop, when you rest, when you delight in God, it's more like life is being pumped back into you, like you're being refreshed. Mm. So my question is not he's saying that we are substituting what we are defining as rest, like you know, being watching Netflix, um playing in video games. Are we substituting that with just learning to delight in God? Or we are finding a way to find them to combine that. Or we are trying to say that okay, don't do too much of this. Uh, focus on the Lord. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know if you get the question of time. Sure. Um, if we go back to last week, uh, sorry that I'm jumping in. Anybody can um, share some thoughts on this as well. But from from our last meetings, uh, silence and solitude where we talked of quiet time and all that. I mean, the, the, the tone then was, that was even supposed to be like on a day-to-day basis. That's where this is coming from, that on a daily basis, you're supposed to be intentional in wanting to be in touch with God, be in tune with God, be open to God leading you. And so Sabbath takes that to another level of, you could say, a more intentional focusing on God, sort of. I think what he has done is help us define this rest. Of course, many of us will not even use the word Sabbath in that sense, um, in a way that then begins to make us question whatever we have been doing in the name of rest to see that there is more. So if you've always used your rest period to only sleep, what you've done is you've stopped and you've rested. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you've tapped into that delight factor or to the part of worship in the midst of all of that. And so how do we enjoy that rest period, whether it's six minutes, six hours, or 24 hours, in a way that brings in all those four shades? That's the task at hand for us. And yes, that can still look like watching Netflix. Yes, that can still look like watching a Liverpool football match. Yes, that can still look like, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be that for the 24 hours you're just listening to Arsis Prao and Babadeboye and Kumuyi and whatever you listen to. Um, but at the end of the day, you want to be able to, the end goal is that you are recharged. The end goal is that you are refreshed. The end goal is that you feel alive again. You feel like your love tank is refilled. Have you been feeling that? Whatever you're doing that is making you feel that, keep doing it. Whether that is anything whatsoever, taking a walk, riding a bike, um, walking, doing tongue strolling, or whatever it is that you've been doing that gives you that feel, keep doing it. That's Sabbath enough um, for you. But if you've not been getting that, then why not consider some of the thoughts um, and see how that can apply to your to your personal context. But I still believe that, yes, it doesn't necessarily then mean that you have to detach from any form of, um, I don't know, fun, entertainment, delighting in God can look like delighting. I mean, what can spark delight in God is myriad. That's why for me personally, when I watch all these series and all that, part of what I'm looking for are some of the conversations, the words, it brings, it takes me down, before you know it, I mean, Abacock chapter two, from watching something ever so secular um, in that sense. So it's a matter of posture. It's a matter of um, 
mindset, so to speak. And, and then, of course, being sensitive to whatever the spirit is leading you to do. All right. I don't know if that's helpful in any way. And if anybody has some more thoughts on that, please, I would be happy to hear it. Um, Dila, let's say something. Yeah, go on. So in the video, the mm -hmm. man mentioned how he got rid of his phone whenever it was Sabbath day. Yeah. And I think that's very, <clears throat> I think that's very important. Mm. It's something I do as well, getting rid of my phone, except I don't do it just on the Sabbath day. I do it almost every day. Mm. And it's just because sometimes looking at the phone can be work on your eyes, you know? Yeah. And ears as well, because you have to listen, you have to look. That's all I have to say. I just think that it's important to get rid of your phone sometimes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I think that part of part of what many of us will say we do to rest is indeed just scrolling through Facebook and Instagram and all this and TikTok or whatever it is. And rather than when I do that, I do that often. But when I do that, I don't feel rested afterwards. If anything, when I catch myself doing it, I'm like, so what have you gained in the last five minutes that you've been on and on and on this Twitter thread or on and on and on this? But I really go on Instagram anyways, and I intentionally did not join TikTok. Let, let alone I'll add to the worries in my life. Um, but even the ones that I'm, I'm on, it's, it's quite a, a stress. Of course, as a pastor, they will tell you that your phone should be on 24-7 because your member could need your help at any point in time. But otherwise, what I do sometimes is intentionally get the phone missing in the house. And so when someone calls and I see the missed call later, I'm able to say the phone is not where I was. And that's not lying. It's indeed not where I was, as the case may be. Um, so yeah, uh, anything to... to, to help your focus to intentionalize your rest especially getting rid of that magic box that has become a distraction reservoir i know you want to say something i can see your finger catch you yes i was going to say that maybe one of the things that might help us is to find what what truly delights us Mm. Like, what would you, like, what would give you that immense joy? Not, not, not what people think about the thing, but what you think about the thing. And if you're able to get that niche, like, this is my sweet spot. This is the thing I like doing. This is the, these are the voices I like listening to. Mm. Or the kind of thing or rides that I like going for. Then why not, if not? Yeah. But then, then but, but sometimes then it comes to how we think, how, how, Sometimes what makes us not to have that sweet spot is because we usually compare what we have with other people's or we would say, oh, what if this, what if, like, how would people view what I, what I'm doing? Like, mm -hmm. we always want to appear to be the best to people. And that sometimes it, it cheats us out of the thing that we are designed to like, the yes. thing that nurtures our soul, the things that are like, say, for example, I know what I'm saying is, the podcast thing that I'm saying, once I start listening to it and my husband is around, ha, he will say, ha, 
how can you be listening to all these kind of people? Different topics at the same time. Then, 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 then. He goes and says it, says it. So I let him finish his thing. And I say, do you want me to put it off or do you want me to still continue? Like, if, if I wasn't so confident on the fact that I like this thing that I'm listening to, this very weird topics, the, his comment might, some, oh, damn it, please just touch the phone. His comment might make me want to um, stop listening to them or check myself or something. But I know that he's only reacting based on his own preference. He's a one-man person. Like, if he's listening to Arsene Sproul, it can only be Arsene Sproul. But I can listen to Arsene Sproul and TED Talk and every all the all, all the mix together, well, and it gives me joy to, to to do that. So I'm just saying that we should find what we like in spite of what other people think about it. Not that you go do something bad, obviously, or split your tongue, but something very obviously pure, admirable, and godly things. God bless us. Let <laughs> the splitting tongue come into this conversation. <laughs> I hope no, somebody is not thinking of that, not in this house. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, any other thoughts um, on this? Okay, Dylan says, I also, I believe maintaining the Sabbath is feasible. Just very adding to this one. Absolutely. Especially when you consider nothing is promised for tomorrow. <laughs> and that's that's so true. That's so true. Um I think that as we begin to land the conversation, and thank you, Anu, for that, for that, uh, those thoughts, very, very helpful and very liberating. Um, we, sh we should individually begin to envision. On the one hand, we, I I'm assuming that we've settled the fact that we all need this. I know that I need a more intentional. Um, Sabbath, uh, not as a noun, but as a verb, something you actually do. Um, I also know that I am already doing something. And I think that's also true for, for, for all of us. And so the question then will become, what do you need to tweak? How do you become more, how do you develop on what you're doing as a form of trying to rest, but not just resting now, but broadening the scope of that to all these other shades of it, stopping, resting, delighting, and worshiping. And how can you have a robust, restful experience that would leave you feeling recharged indeed after you've gone through that, no matter how short, no matter how long. Um, is putting away your phone for a certain period of time something for you, is it not? Those are personal questions that you would need to think through. Um, if you're married, how, what would this look like in the context of your marriage, um, and and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, Sister Yinka says that okay, she's asking a question. In the case of married folks, how can couples match their Sabbath routine, especially if it's different for each person? Mm. How can couples? That's open to the house, please. How can couples merge their Sabbath routine, routine, especially if it's different for each person? Any thoughts on that from the married folks? NATO, Anu, um, Lydia, etc. I think it's just to incorporate um, if your, your spouse's own um, routine routine or schedule into yours 
try to bring them all together and create something beautiful. Mm. Mm. Thank you for that tip. Anna, it looks like you're trying yes. to. Yes, I was just, I was going to say, it, uh, uh, for, um, following up from what Nito said, mm-hmm. it could also be choosing something neutral that the two of you, you don't, like you're not really into, but then doing it together. Fix, say, for example, you could choose to play Scrabble Mm. for 30 minutes if that if scrub is not one person's thing but you're just doing it because you know it's you're not really it's not like you want to be competitive or win don't do it with me though yeah but something neutral that both of you can enjoy where to have those four elements <coughs> of stopping resting delighting and worshiping mm. where after you finished it you feel like yes i am recharged and i can go on Mm. and things like that it, it could it could even be taking walks sometimes i and color even with it we involve the children sometimes we'll be so tired the whole house would have been shouting we would have been shouting at each other we'll just wear their um, shoes for them i will walk around the streets and back and before we come back you can even see from the children the way the boys the way they are walking that they are they've resetted somehow and bedtime would um will be much more um blissful for everybody yeah thank you um any other addition to that i think i think the the missus is covered the basis um anything that has to do with family there will always be the that place of it's love that's what we call it um but that love would make you do things for the sake of the other so to speak and so there must fundamentally be that um, understanding of we are different. We have different preferences. But then knowing, I don't want to start saying proverbs, but there's a saying where I come from that when you know someone for who the person is, you'll be able to relate better, um, to put it uh, succinctly. Uh, so for instance, my wife has expressly said again and again now that one of the ways she rests is listening to a podcast and not just one channel she puts it like on a playlist i don't know how she does it with her own app and so one moment you're listening to some women that are jogging and quoting the scriptures and the next one after that is taking you to somebody that is talking about solving the problem in ukraine and then the next one is telling you about the i don't know all manner of things that just doesn't make coherent sense (laughs) to me um and just this afternoon as we were working together in the kitchen and she was going on and on and listening from one thing to the other and jumping to one someone that is never ending about unbelief and (laughs) and then she saw that i was looking one kind and asked that do you want me to put it off (laughs) I'm happy with what you're listening to. It's not disturbing me. Actually, I was just learning and picking different things because over time I've come to understand that this is this is what keeps her going. This is one of our portals for refueling. So she has explained that as best as I could. And so while we are working together, even the working together in the kitchen, for her is therapeutic. For me is. I'm, I'm hoping to get to the point of it being therapeutic, but yes, I'm working. Um, so working together, doing things together. And then when it comes to the things that excite me that she also knows, um, for instance, if we want to see a movie together, there are times that we will go the line of comedy, even though comedy still doesn't make any sense to me because I'm like, what are they doing? What's funny? Why are they laughing? Um, 
when they are not shooting and killing themselves and all that, you know. But sometimes we lean towards the side of, you know, someone else's preference and things like that. Just ensuring that whatever we do anyways, we're doing it together. Sister Diola said she likes how the speaker saw Sabbath as a family thing. And I think if we incorporate it early enough into the reading, most of us, if not all of us, have young families. If we incorporate it early enough, we'll be able to sustain that going forward. Sister Anyenka, please unmute yourself. And I was going to come back to you to say, what's your own thought on your question? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And I, uh, thanks for everyone who has spoken concerning the question. I think I, I do see, um, I agree with everything that has been said. And um, I, I think I sum it up in the sense that, especially for couples, um, as a couple, there should actually still be something you can still do together. Um, so if it comes down to making a list of, okay, these are the things that I do as um, to wind down and the other person has a list of what they do to wind down, there should be a place where they have to come together doing something that both of them enjoys. Uh, I understand the place of sacrifice and everything, but where the place of sacrifice comes in as well, because so that it's not like one person is the one always doing the sacrifice, because if it's just one person doing the sacrifice, then it will get to that point where that will, will <laughs> you just be wondering why is this person just <laughs> you know they'll get to that breaking point so but it's always good to find that balance and um if even if your your significant other your your spouse does not enjoy something that doesn't that's not a reason to get rid of that thing yeah. That's just the place of still sacrifice coming down to the place where, okay, doing what both of you would enjoy. And then when you now have your me time, because I always talk about the me time, hey, the fact that we are married doesn't mean that I, I'm going to be around you 24-7. As they have my me time, you know, so when I, st when I have my me time, it could be 30 minutes, could be one hour, then I st I'll still tend to do what I like to do that I know my husband does not really fancy, you know, and um, like the other day, I think the Bible study was canceled. And then my husband was like, he almost made um, a payment to go watch the movie <laughs> for all of us. I was like, thank God you didn't. <laughs> yeah, <my name> is <laughs> because I think I would have rather preferred to be inside the house than outside with the three kids. And then even though watching a movie should have been relaxing at the end of the day, it would have been more work. <laughs> so, but that's, that's just um, how I sum everything up. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, thank you. Um, um, I don't know if anyone has any concluding thoughts before we, I talk to pray. Any concluding thoughts on what we've spoken about? Yeah, um, if I may. Yes, Uche. Sorry, I'm just actually seeing your chat threads. There's a direct message. I, I missed them, but go on. Yeah. 
when I listen to the man, what came to mind is that this would be very interesting to incorporate into the family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I see that not just bringing the spirits closer to God, but bringing families closer to each other. That's right. Mostly in the Western world, the, the tendency for individualism is very high. So the fact that families keep coming together to have a Sabbath, he said they cook together, he makes pancakes, now, that shows some bit of activity around the time. And I think it unifies the home, which is in the ministry of teenage teaching, that's one of the biggest problems we have, where every child becomes mature early, too early, and they try to be very independent at the time. So the idea, however, the, the, the practicability is, is another discussion. Um, the 24-hour time, the 24-hour time, I'm not too sure. <laughs> yeah, um, so, but I think, no, I'm going to So, but I think with time, it's, it, it will come to pass and if, if it's intentionally planned towards, that, those are my thoughts concerning that. I think it's very important. Like I, in personal note, I wrote to myself is, I have to incorporate it into my family. Mm -hmm. It has to be part of the, the discussions that we just are having with the significant order now. This yeah. is important. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot for that. Um, any other thoughts? We are landing will be done in, by 8.30 UK time, Nigeria time. So we have about 11 minutes to go. Any other thoughts before we go to pray? Uh, I, I have this one. Personally, oh. it's... Uh, go on, the then I know we'll come after. <laughs> personally, it's... It could be different because as people have been saying different things, I'm just thinking about the different things it could mean for me, mm. like the different ways I can actually observe the service and rest. So it's different things at different times. So I think just knowing the one that I should I should apply to a certain time and yeah, yeah. For example, I think for me one one time I feel like I sort of utilized I, I sort of have time for things like that would be the days I finish, like days when I have exam and then of course when I'm done with the exam so it could be it could be cooking so when i'm cooking usually my phone is on i'm probably just being listening to a podcast or just listening to music and then just just drowning myself in it while cooking and then just so it's like a way of resting for me so i mean it could be odd because after there are times when i'll tell my classmate to after exam this is what i'm doing and then they are shocked like oh why are you not sleeping or why are you not maybe out just having fun and stuff like that but it could that's what it could mean for me at that time and some other times could be just it could really be just sleeping and then some other time me just staring into my ceiling and having conversations in my head and then just and also it could just be me watching a series because yeah i mean like i always say i'm a fan of true life story movies so there are certain true life story movies right the christian yeah just anyone anyways and then a lot of times this thing just even minister to me. And then from there, it's like, I'm getting ideas on certain things, maybe certain things I want to do, or I just, maybe the thought just comes and then I'm inspired to even write a poem and different things. So it's, for me, it could be different things at different times. I think it's something to just also understand because it doesn't mean it's this thing and then it has to always be this particular thing. So, yeah. Thank you very much. That's really helpful. Um, Anna, you were going to say something. Yeah, so I was just gonna say two things. So um when when um 
Stainka and Uche were talking about how to make it more, much more, more, more of a family thing than if it than an individual thing. I do agree, and I think one of the things that can help us, actually, with a family, with um, in a family setting, is to have that can-do attitude. Because you might set up set out to say, okay, yes, you want to have the Sabbath, but different things could happen. The child could throw up. Your husband could get angry for nothing. Um, a visitor could knock on the door. It's just to say. I will do this and this is what it will be to just be consistent in the approach and not to give because one thing like habits form through cons consistency we we know how to we know that in our head we know that when we open our eyes it means we are awake so if you don't do it as often as you can then you might just look lose track of what it is or the purpose then the other thing i was going to say is that during the sabbath one thing that I've noticed that happens is lots of thoughts. Yes. I want some success. Okay, hold on. One thing that would intrude is that lots of things would intrude into you, in your head. So you could you could start out to do that. Okay, yes, we're having a family service. We're playing Scrabble. We're having chicken wings. We're all happy and smiling. But things could just come to your head, an email you have to answer, a tax you have to do. And if you're if you're like me, that you're you're a go-getter kind of, if I don't resolve that task right there and then it's as though my life is not complete. What the Holy Spirit has taught me is that when I'm trying to have time with the family, I should put a notepad by me. So I have a notepad that has ticks. So when a thing comes, I'll just nod and say, okay, email Abby, I'll write email. The next one comes, I'll write a it, because what once you do that once i okay let me say for myself once i do that the pressure to leave that moment the pressure not to enjoy the the moment that i'm in it wears off and i know i am coming back to it and and just just i'm just putting that in perspective surely when it's a family setting like lots of things will intrude even that 30 minutes you thought you guys will have together might not even happen the time i get sick it might start coughing and things like that so yeah so it might not be as smooth as we set out to be. So just repeating it and setting, it could be a reminder on your phone, a calendar to say, we're going out this month. This is what we need to do this month or this week it might be helpful as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, it's It's been a, a fruitful conversation. Um, Annie Dick, you're welcome. Uh, I know you said you had a bit of difficulty joining earlier, but hopefully Damola's summary um, has been helpful on the chat thread, and we are glad to see you. Um, I will just tie it together, then read out or maybe share my screen to show us um, who is doing what um, in the weeks to come. Um, everyone that is on this call, I believe, is on that rotor one way or the other. Um, and we, yeah, we'll see how that plays out as we go on. So these past few weeks, uh, I think we have just two, two more weeks to go on this, um, two more meetings to go on this series on everyone is busy as we have tagged it, uh, using that material on the ruthless elimination of hurry. Um, We've talked about silence and solitude, and today we've talked about Sabbaths. There are still two more practices that we'll be considering in the next consecutive meetings, and then we'll come to the end of that. Uh, but as with all our meetings, the important thing is not just about the knowledge that is acquired, 
but how does that translate into application um, in our lives and in our different contexts? And I'm hoping, I trust that the Holy Spirit would be ministering to our hearts, tips and suggestions here and there, um, even from our contributions, like for instance, some of the things that are not just shared now, someone might find that helpful if you're that kind of, you know, put it on the calendar kind of person, that's, that might be something to think about. Um, and I pray that the end goal, which is to become more like Jesus, more like the relaxed, effective, efficient, refreshed, productive Jesus that we know um, to, be, to become more like him. That's the end goal. And I'm hoping that God will take us there um, and, and help us on in that journey in Jesus' name. All right, a um, few things to pray about. Um, if there's anyone that has any specific prayer concerns, you can also let us know. But one would be um, Uche's wedding coming up on the 1st of September. Um, let's keep that in prayers. People will be traveling from different places, from the United States, from here in the UK and elsewhere around the world to Lagos, Nigeria. We want everything to go smoothly. Um, that the Lord would take absolute control and provide for the families. And then um, there are at least three of our members that have either completed a, a new phase or graduated from a phase. So if, if they did their master's graduation yesterday, Henry and, and Kingsley have both completed their PhDs as a transition phase into whatever comes next. We want to pray that God will order their steps, it would lead them on, it would guide them uh, in the way to go. Um, and just seeing the word single pringles in the chat thread also makes me know there are some of us that are at that point and that you know, junction where that crucial choice of who to marry um, would be very heavy on our minds that the Lord will lead us aright. He would order our steps into his very own plans and purposes. Um, in the name of Jesus. So if there's any other thing you want us to also agree with you about, you are free to say it now or to put it on the chat thread. But I'm just going to urge us all to go on mute for like 30 seconds to one minute. Any of those things that I've said, take it to God in prayers. We believe that we are doing this together. It's like we are holding our hands together in a circle and just speaking to God on behalf of these ones and any other thing that the Lord lays on your heart, feel free to also talk to God about that matter that you haven't voiced out as the case may be. Um, and then we'll come back together and I would urge, um, if possible, um, I would urge Sister Lydia to pray, pray over us, pray over all the issues as we wrap up together. Let's pray.
Let's begin to bring our prayers to a close. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. I'll hand over to Sister Lydia to say a word of prayer over us as we finish. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. We bless your name for how you have led us in the meeting, the knowledge shared, the wisdom we've gained. We ask, dear Lord, that you help us to be intentional about resting. You help us to be intentional about having time alone with you. You help us to be intentional about putting things that distract us, mm. to put them aside. We ask, dear Jesus, that you help us, Father, to be people who are not always in a hurry, like the world always claims to be. We ask, dear Jesus, as well, for those who are just moving on to a new phase of their life, either graduating, either wanting to start another work or another business or another academic pursuit, or whatever it might be. We ask, dear Lord Jesus, that you will be our guide. You'll be the voice speaking to us and leading us in the right way to go. Dear Jesus, we also commit everyone into your ends um, based on our individual request. You know our hearts, you know what we are looking up to you for, the deepest pains in each heart and what we can't even voice out. We ask dear Jesus that whatever our hearts desires, how you grant them unto us. Yeah. And we commit this new, this week that is ending into your ends, we ask and pray that your presence will be with us. Dear Jesus, we specifically pray for um, the individual who is getting married soon and for people moving from one place to another. We ask, dear Jesus, that your protection will be sure on everyone. We ask, dear Jesus, that your provision will be so much available and dear Lord, we ask that your presence will be at the wedding ceremony and the new family to be starting, your presence will be with them too. Amen. We also pray that um, when next we'll be meeting, your spirit will also be among us. We thank you, Father, because you heard us. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Very much. I just remember that I hadn't um, shared the rota thingy. Let me just put it on the browser tab and share my screen just to, I'll, I'll send the PDF on the groups and to us personally. But this is, um, of course, subject to further ramifications and changes as the case may be. Uh, 
but just so that we have an idea. And if the dates that you have been assigned will not be able to work for you, just quickly let me know um, ASAP. Okay, so today is July 8th, uh, and we're still on everyone of, is busy, which I facilitated for. The next meeting is on the 22nd July. Damilari will be taking us on that, still on everyone is busy. And the last part of that is on 5th August. Um, Henry will be taking us on that. Then we will be starting another series, which will likely be If Money Talked. If Money Talked is another four-part series, just like the same format of what we have just concluded. NATO will take us the first part, Diola the second part, Arno the third part, and Kingsley on the last part. Then we move on to apologetics. Um, again, another four-part video series. Each of these parts actually have specific titles to them, which I would include in the one I would send out. I would open that up, then Uche will take us the second part of it, Lydia the third, Dylan on the fourth. And lastly, there's still no title for December 9 because it's too short a time to start a new series, but we'll find something to do and Titi will take us in that. Then we'll have our end of the year hangout on the 23rd of December, all things being equal. So if any of the dates um, doesn't look right to you as per maybe your schedule and things like that, just reach out to me um, as soon as possible. We'll swap things around. And of course, again, no pressure whatsoever about this rotor. If for any reason, even a day to the time that is supposed to be your turn and you just find out for whatever reason you can't do it or you're, you won't be available, whatever it is, it's not a um, do or die affair in that sense. Uh, we are very gracious enough to be understanding with each and every one of us. Um, Oh, I thought I had Annie's name, the two Annie's somewhere. Uh, okay, I, I, I will find something to do with that. Like one of you would definitely be in this, um, this first uh, slot that we don't have. I can volunteer my slots if they want it. You can. <laughs> <laughs> I can volunteer your slot. Yeah, mm -hmm. I slot. Definitely. Hold on. There's Annie and there's Annie Sakwe, so I'll put Annie Sakwe. I don't know if I've spelled them correctly, but I know Annabelle is September 16, and the other Annie would be on December 9 because Titi is not actually here. So I think that looks okay now. Did I miss out any other person? Mm, nope. I hope not. Okay. Ah, Sister Yinka. Yes, I would also find something. him. <laughs> I'll volunteer one of my slots. <laughs> no, it's actually not needed. <laughs> no, no. The point is, I mean, at the end of the day, it's also an opportunity to, for each of us to glean from one another and develop ourselves and things like that. So we want to learn. So yes, um, sister Inka. But for everyone that is doing something, please, um, I would definitely, if the dates are okay with us, then I would definitely get across to us with more details and the resources that we need to have engaged with before the conversation. Dylan, go on. So what will a facilitator do? The same thing I've been doing in all these last few meetings, basically moderating the conversation. Um, if things go as planned, 
each of these series already have a video teaching of 10 to 15 minutes each, like what we did today. So the facilitator is basically introducing the stuff for the day, asking people to contribute, just the same stuff that I've been doing basically, and then tying it together and things like that. Don't worry, we'll, we'll talk more about it before your time and you'll be fine. <laughs> Thanks, Dylan. Um, any other questions? Yes, will there be resources for people like us that don't yeah, not? Everyone. What do you mean by people like us? <laughs> Boss lady, there will be resources. This is, I can see Sister Anu's fingerprint. <laughs> I won't I won't deny that there is Anu's fingerprint, definitely. Um but yes, there will be there will be um there will be what is it called resources. Let me just show you the next tab, for instance. For instance, the one on apologetics. This is the four questions on why does God allow suffering and tragedy? The science disproves Christianity. Is Jesus really the only way? And why are Christians so hypocritical? So for each of those ones, they're actually quite long videos for, for those would sorry, say that again. Oh, okay. I thought I heard someone say something. Um, so there would be links like this for each of us to um, go through. I think what would happen is prior to your session, I would give you login details to access this platform so that you can watch the video. And some of them also have like, you know, leader's guide or group study thingy that you can then... You, you can download it as well on your device. Yes, I'm actually hoping that I'll be able to get the videos downloaded and sent like on a as a Google Drive link for people to watch outside of the platform if that would make things simpler. Um, but yes, that, that, that's that's everyone would get something like that to to work with. <laughs> to, to to be honest, when I, I saw my name missing, I said Okwell. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, maybe 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 the, maybe the Holy Spirit has a reason why my name is. You know, maybe maybe the, maybe the Spirit has a part to play. In. <laughs> yeah, not not I mean, that was just an oversight. But thank God I spotted it before it was too late to rectify. So, <laughs> um, let me see the if money one. Money, yes, again, that's also four sessions. Um, and very interesting series. My wife and I had gone through this, so would engage with that as well. It's a vast resource library, and we can easily just it can shape the conversations for meetings to come, just journeying through a series in four meetings or five, as the case may be, and and learning together so yeah that's helpful thank you everyone dylan is that still your reason and from before or you want to say something else oh i thought the hand would have been gone <laughs> okay i've lowered it <laughs> i just wanted to be sure thank you all right everyone thanks so very much um it's so good to see us and we'll see in so it's time. Yep, yep. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Welcome, sir. Bye, everybody. Night. Hey, good night, everyone. Good night. Bye. Be safe. Bye, everybody.